0: Innovation is in our veins, soon the whole world will know our names, sharing our knowledge and freedom reign, we give here for the people, you know it's our way, setting foundations is part of the dream, it doesn't matter if you're new to the game, listen up now cause we all gon' say, Ugh. elevate, 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 higher, elevate, 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 higher, we gon' rise up.
1: We
0: gonna shine. Work Welcome to the Elevate Podcast, everyone. It's so great to have you all on one more time. It's your boy, Josh Dalton. And we're grateful to be back on with you yet again.
1: On the right side of the table.
0: And I'm back. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Feels good to be back. Uh, I missed all of y'all. You guys mean so much to me. Uh, just going through a lot in my own life and uh, take a bit of a break, take a bit of a breather. in the process... I have no idea what's going on in the world aside from what mainstream media tells me, because uh, that's kind of where I was <laughs> in the world. So uh, yeah, I just see that banks failed, um, but it's not really the government's fault. It's okay. That's what I understood. Uh, yeah. And uh, so we're everything. Don't don't sweat it. Don't worry what the banks are doing. Yeah. Uh, I also understood that the government just blamed a bunch of the airlines for clogging up the airports. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of what I've been seeing lately.
1: Yeah, dude. To touch on the. Part there about the uh, banks failing. There was a pilot who was speaking on TikTok and he said, The last time I ever saw so many private jets in the air was in 2008. And just yesterday, I believe, Biden announced he was firing most execs of, of some sort of bank, something or other. And he called in all the top execs of pretty much every bank in America. And there was a bunch of private jets landing into Washington. And so I just think it's funny that, you know, that that pilot said, you know, I've been flying for 30 some odd years. And the last time I remember something like this was 2008. Maybe it's a coincidence, but just interesting. True. It, it, just like those other little factors you wouldn't think would be affected.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely from kind of, I've been back maybe a day at this point and kind of checking with everything that's going on. Yeah. Started to understand that. There's something big at hand. Uh, It's kind of stuff we've been talking about on the show for a long time, is this might be the start of the ushering of the CBDCs coming in.
1: Yeah, man. This is like, it's too perfect.
0: (laughs) Yeah, central bank digital currency. uh, Programmable money.
1: Yeah, and just before the show, we were talking about those changes TDs made to their, so it's not their digital currency, and it's more so, I would say, related to digital ID, more -hmm. so than digital currency, because it's... um, you know them making judgments on your behalf on what you can and can't spend your money on and how much you can spend of it um, as part of their standard cardholder agreement. So it's like if you if you continue to spend money on your TD Access card, you're agreeing, and so that's interesting for sure.
0: Yeah, was. That just like kind of it was was did that update come kind of when you're kind of say signing into the TD website and there's like we have update to our agreement. Uh, yeah, no, everyone any? I
1: think received an email, so they received okay. an email that said you know your like um, terms of use or your your terms of service agreement has updated um, because I think you know these these agreements by default they're not something you inherently sign off on. It just means that if you wish to continue, that's what it will mean. So if you you can discontinue service and it won't affect you.
0: Gotcha. So you said you, re- you received one of these agreements, did you? Or do you no, TD? no,
1: I actually don't have anything with TD. It's one of the few banks I don't have a single thing with. But I think my folks do bank with TD. Um, they didn't at least report anything to me. Um, I think it's maybe rolling out slowly or um, it may just be in certain service areas. Because everything I saw was just uh, news articles about it. It was just, yeah. Okay. So I don't have any firsthand experience with TD. Right. But uh, – you know, if you have multiple products with a bank, and this is a, a, a um a boundary or a hard no for you, you know, it's a hard, it's a tough switch.
0: Yeah, time to start looking at your service agreements. See what. Yeah, see what they say.
1: See what they mean. Um, you know, if you're on a computer, you can command F on Mac, control F on a PC to like find words. It'd be interesting to just you know go in and search the word like digital. Start searching for um like central like those keywords of these topics we talk about like digital id centralized currency like search those agreements to see what comes up for those keywords you know and if if there's something in those agreements that maybe don't align with with what you want for your money Mm -hmm. it's a good time you know get out before it's all you know if you're of the opinion that it will all become under one thumb get out before it's on the way to being under that thumb sort of thing right easier to
0: get cash out now than when it's already here right you know so you said you know this agreement came in you i remember we talked about before the show there was a couple things that kind of stood out to you from the yeah what what were they yeah
1: so uh the main one that i would say that like got me was that they'll be able to dictate your transaction limits and the vendors at which those transactions can take place on their own like as in it's it's not like ai thinking it's fraud or you know, something that may be helpful. It's it completely arbitrary, we can decide without giving you notice where you can spend your money and how much of it you can spend. Um, and essentially, we can change your account type, we can change your, um, you know, when you hit checking on your card, and it goes to that designates to a certain account number, they can make those changes now, um, sort of on the fly as needed to quote unquote, protect you. I would You know, that's How they're going to frame it, of course, to protect you and better serve you, Um, but to allow them to better protect and serve you, you
0: are handing over control. Right. So there's some words that were dropped there, some ideas that were dropped. That's very similar to things that we talked about when it came to central bank digital Mm -hmm. currencies, Mm -hmm. and uh, and that was again programmable money, where you know they can dictate, you know, a government can dictate how much of your money you can spend, where you can spend it. You know, is it going to be towards You know, you can only spend X amount of money towards leisurely activities. You can only spend X amount of money towards this specific food, um, this so on. You know, you can only have this much for McDonald's. Like, essentially, it's going to be a built-in budgeting system that the government's going to do for you. Uh, That's kind of, you know, at first, when you listen to shows like this, it can sound like we're fear-mongering. Oh, my gosh. Government's going to take over. In some ways, that's what they're doing, yes. But they're gently doing it so... You can agree to it, and
1: yeah, I, like I propose the question to people who maybe have that opinion of us is, uh, you know, as a, a as a citizen of the country, if they were to come out one day and say, all at once, all your money is under our control, under this new currency that's not even real, and that's the only way you can spend Canadian money, would you agree? Do you think that's a really good way to sell something? Of course not. So they they have to they have to tease it, um, you know. And is this TD like the like the the prequel to the government's teasing where it's like we'll slowly get the banks to start using this verbiage, get people familiar with what some sort of digital control may look like. So it's not so jarring when we release a CBDC. People are kind of familiar with what that looks like because it's, you know, incorporated into the retail banks. Is that what's going on? I, I don't know. Uh, obviously, this just came out, and only TD, you know, so there's still four or five other banks that haven't put out anything like this. But
0: they're all kind of the same. Yeah. You know, we, we know how many banks kind of shut people down and took away their funds when the government was doing something they didn't like. Right. So,
1: yeah, it, it, uh, dude, great point. Don't, don't forget that the government can tell banks what to do.
0: Yeah, <laughs> They've done it. In some ways— yeah, like especially in this country, uh, the government is has all their fingerprints over all of our banks. They can kind of do yeah. it. They Banks have to do exactly what the government says. So when it comes to start instituting something like CBDC, this is where things can go. And so, yeah, like you said, TD kind of starts teasing this whole digital ID idea yep. where it's like we're going to dictate where you can spend your money, how much you can spend, mm. your account types. Yep. This is This is the start of that.
1: Yeah. I think something else is interesting as well that I, I sometimes forget is, you know, I, I bank with multiple different institutions. One thing I remember I was um, starting to do my income taxes. And so I logged into my CRA two points. I want to make about that is number one, you can log in through any, what they call sign in partner, which is just a Canadian bank meaning, and this is what I always forget. They have my sin and that's what, that's the information that's passed to the CR website. It's my social insurance number. And so, no matter really where you're banking with, the government, to open a bank account, you have to have a sin. If you're a Canadian a citizen, right, they know anyway. Like that, that, those reports can be pulled if they, if they needed to be pulled. I, I have a little number in every system that's the same, right? So, you know, for the government in terms of tracking our money is not a, a relatively new concept. It's just not very streamlined maybe right now. It's not very public either. But the second point I wanted to make was a new sign-in partner was added, option three, straight-up Alberta digital ID. Was the straight-up the login option on the Sierra website. So mm-hmm. the verbiage has made it to public-facing government websites. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, Sierra, my account login, Alberta digital ID and BC services card. I guess you're not, I guess Alberta no longer safe. Well, didn't they
0: agree to it? We talked about that two shows ago, didn't we? We, t- we, I don't we signed on. We, we never talked about it as a, on a show. We talked about it offline. Oh, did we? Yeah, because yeah. I remember you brought it up of that they agreed to some type of digital idea is what you brought up. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't find any proof of it. Oh. What I saw was them agreeing to receiving funds from the federal government from, uh, right. for health care. That's right, what I right, saw they right. Signed on to. I didn't see anything about digital ID though.
1: Yeah, so this is what kind of prompted me to to mention that again was it unless there were, unless Alberta Digital ID is a standalone product that just is a coincidental name.
0: Right. It said Alberta Digital ID. Yeah. It's getting interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I love that we kind of bring in that we talk about that because of what happened with Silicon Valley Bank and everything that kind of has been defaulting, banks mm, closing. Yeah, man. Just this today, it was UBC UBI. Can't remember the bank's name.
1: Yeah, their stock fell forty nine percent. Is that what it
0: was? No, I was thinking about there's a huge bank, I'm pretty sure it's UBS, that just bought out Swiss Credit Swiss. Dude, apparently Swiss bank has been in trouble. Yeah, they they, under wraps. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of stuff going shenanigans going on behind the scenes. Mm. But even after all this, like they're failing. They've been around for I think I saw 160 years. And well, they got, just got bought out by UBS.
1: When you think of like the the wealthy aristocrat or business person, where do they like for some reason they're they're tied to Switzerland, right? Like there's there's money in Switzerland, right? So I think that has serious ramifications. Yeah, that's you have it. the name.
0: New York Times, yep. Uh it says breaking news, Switzerland is close to announcing a deal for UBS to buy its smaller rival Credit Swiss for about one billion dollars. The takeover of Credit Swiss is the most consequential follower to date from the turmoil following the Silicon Valley Bank's failure.
1: Dude, that's uh that's troubling news. Yeah. You know, when banks start. Cuz I mean, really let's look at 2000, let's say like 2010 mm-hmm. to now, 13 years. I admittedly was young quite young for a portion of that, but regardless, I don't remember any major news about banks failing in the last 13 years, right? Beyond 2008 sort of thing, right? So it's like it's hard not to feel like 2008 Um, When you look at home prices, interest rates, um, you know, uh, now banks failing uh, completely overnight as in like everything was gone. But then there's still an aspect of like shady stuff going on because the Friday night before SVB went bankrupt on Monday, they paid out bonuses with the little money they had left. They always do Dude, just like Sears.
0: Yep. So when Sears like-
1: closed. They loaded the top up and then they cut everyone's pension at the bottom.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, I knew something was going on because, uh, happened, uh, with my workplace mm. where I got a message on Saturday, uh, Slack messages sent to the company. Oh, you know, just kind of, kind of telling the company what's going on with SVB. They just went bankrupt. Um, or they failed, whatever terminology you want to use there. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. could be wrong in terms of the correct terminology to use. But essentially, they they failed. They failed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they were just kind of filling us in what's going on in mm. terms of the funds of the company, this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. But I, I had no idea what the heck he was talking about. I was like, SVB, whatever. And I kind of was reading up on it over the weekend. Yeah. And then everyone on that Sunday before the Monday hit, I was reading, where people were just like, everything's going to crash tomorrow, everything's going down, this, that, the other. And so... Things crashed, like it did, yeah. But not in terms of like a crash, crash where everything just failed at once. Mm. But like the government kind of stepped in, is just slowly subsidizing, slowly trying to like push the kick, kick the can down the down the road a little further. Um, but what's been happening since that all happened is I'm seeing a domino is falling every day. Something is going on because of what happened with SVB. Yeah, something new is failing.
1: You made a good point. They're kicking the can down the road. How long can the government Subsidize this bank, which then eventually fails. So then another bank has to do something about it, or the government has to do something about it. How long until there's no one available to do something? Like like that's when it just all crashes, right? When there's no one left to do anything about it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: How long do we have? Yeah. It's like these banks are failing with
0: billions of dollars of assets owed to clients. It's only a matter of time. Yeah, uh, it happened with. Uh, I mean, this has been the thing since 08. Like, government just puts a bunch of money into the economy, push, kick the can down the road. Life's good for ten years, mind you, money that's worth nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely worth nothing. Worth nothing, not even the paper it's printed on it at this point.
0: And and that's kind of what's been ha- that's been the theme with government, specifically the American government, because they essentially run things. Yeah, and. That's what we're seeing. And so we're even seeing now with even China where they are they are making their push right now. They're tr- making their push to try and take over as the number one superpower in the world. Yeah. But their time is limited. Um, we've talked about them a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. They're limited because their finances are a little janked up as well. And they may le- they might have about 10 years left to try and do what they're trying to do. Mm. Or, or they're going to get set back to the stone ages themselves. Right. Things are going on in the world. We've been worried about, I think COVID was the start of it. And we're just kind of now riding out what Mm -hmm. that's all going to be. Because I'm curious, because they can't keep increasing rates. And it looks like from the American standpoint and the Canadian standpoint that they're halting rate increases. Now we'll see what happens. Because if you have property now, life's good for you. If you don't have property, I think life's going to get worse. For you in terms of being able to attain home ownership because at some point they got at some point they can't keep increasing rates forever because there's a chain domino effect that happens yeah if you keep doing that if you start dropping those rates prices are going to soar super high because we keep welcoming all these immigrants who need places to live yeah demand is there supply is not and we're not meeting the supply with the demand yeah and I think prices are just gonna go crazy again. And like I was when I was back home in Toronto, I went back to my old neighborhood just for kicks, just seeing man. If I wanted to like get back in my neighborhood today, mm-hmm. the average average price, sorry, the low end price for an eight hundred square foot home, thousand square foot home, was going for one point five million. No, yeah, if you just want a if you want a nice home, yeah, that's that was upwards of four and a half million. And I was like. How much crazier can this get? I'm genuinely interested. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah,
1: man, it's, uh, that, that's a jarring statistic. It's, uh, like you said, a great time to, of course, own real estate. Um, you know, I think there's a few key people who talk about this a lot. Like Robert Kiyosaki is like, he'll will numb you with how much he talks about times like this. And how much, he talks about this, is where you can make generational wealth. Um, And so, you know, if you have not bought and are in a position to buy, maybe, wait, maybe? You know, uh, this isn't financial advice, but just look at what the market's doing. Look at what may be coming. Look at trends, too. Trends are oddly telling. Um, We seem to exist on this sort of cycle uh, of periods of when to invest, periods of when to sell. And... You know, we're we're coming into a period of, of investment of, of the time to buy on that scale on that trend, at least so history would say. Yeah. And so, you know, this could be huge for some people, but like you said, um, you know, if you're already, for lack of better terms, behind the eight ball on on a property acquisition, that goalpost is only going to be kicked all the way down to the other end of the field. You know, like completely reverse, uno reverse right? sort of thing. So, um, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting time. It's, uh,
0: what I've noticed is, so bonds are not performing well right now, which traditionally bonds are supposed to perform well in times like these, the way they work. So bonds are down, stocks are down. Yeah. But baby crypto is up huge Mm. because this is how it all works. It's all built on the bank failing. It's all built on the old system failing, right? And that's gonna happen. That's what blew me away was I think Ethereum was at 1900 1950 Canadian. Yeah, all this SCV stuff comes out It's now up twenty five hundred to twenty five hundred dollars, right? I'm like gee Everyone's getting out man. They're starting to see the writing on the wall people are starting to move out of the old system Mm -hmm. and especially as we talked about with the digital ID If you really want to make sure no one else is in control of your funds, get out, invest in some type of crypto, which what I'm starting to do is get into Bitcoin specifically right now. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is if you become your own bank, obviously Bitcoin's an investment of itself that you're taking a chance on. But the way that things are lined up, I could see essentially governments measuring CBDCs against Bitcoin. Right at some point, as the gold standard, yeah, quote unquote, exactly. And so, what you can do is, if you just hold everything in Bitcoin, over time, you just kind of trade out in case you need to actually buy something with a CBDC, mm-hmm. but don't hold your wealth in CBDCs because yes. that's when they have you in a stranglehold for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, for example, that's a perfect way to put it because you know when the dollar was once backed by gold, you know holding gold at that time was much more valuable uh, because that was the thing that the money needed to be worth something. So you, you'd hold that converted as you need it sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and the, I think the whole reason we're sort of in this right now is because like we just said earlier, our money is worth nothing. You know, I think we've talked about this numerous times, how our, our banks are relied on fractional reserve banking and that the reserve rate in America is down to zero. So they don't need to keep. No reserve banking. (laughs) Yeah, it's not fractional reserve banking. It's just banking. Like, what do you want? I don't even know what you want to call it. It's just like, yeah, it's hardly banking, right? Um, And in Canada, I think it's, uh, there is still a fraction, right? It is still uh, eight to one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, So, or even it might be nine to one. I don't know. I think they can lend it out nine times, actually. That sounds about right. I think they can lend every dollar out nine times. And so then you wonder how... Every bank is over leveraged, especially in America when they have none on hand and you have people see a bank collapse. It's like, well, millionaires have this sort of mindset where it's like, well, I've got lawyers and a team who will figure this out. My money is not really going to disappear. Like I'm so powerful that I'll figure it out. It's the homeowner that works a nine to five and has two kids that managed to save $30,000 up for their kids education for their vacation, for a new home, that sees this frantic news happening that when they go to the bank are told we don't have that money, that takes that family out. And because they're already so strapped working nine to five day to day, perhaps paycheck to paycheck, they don't have the time to to fight that fight because they have to continue earning to support their family. So it's you know, these these effects continue to only have um strict effects on the working class. In my opinion.
0: Yeah, dude. It's uh I'd be curious, could you hit the uh the six month on that uh so we're looking at the uh Bitcoin chart right now. Mm. Go to January twenty twenty three. Just hover right there. It was at twenty two thousand Canadian. Uh, when it opened this year. Yeah. Now we're at thirty eight thousand two hundred after all this stuff that happened. If
1: you start on January and click and drag to now. Seventy percent increase
0: That's from nice. be,
1: month from y- y- the beginning of this year. Yeah,
0: dang! Remember when everyone was telling you, making fun of you for uh, buying Bitcoin?
1: Were they making fun of me? It's, I was oh. spe- sorry, speaking generalities. Oh, 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 oh.
0: Uh, Who <laughs> I was being made fun of for buying Bitcoin? I remember we have had. We had guests on who TikTok made fun of them from buying Bitcoin because it dropped so much, they lost so much value. Well, if you bought down at January 20 levels, your portfolio is now up 70%. so that's pretty good. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's pretty good.
0: That's all I'm gonna keep increasing. So
1: Yeah, man. it's, uh, it's um, frightening to see you know these cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. doing so well. Um, actually, I shouldn't say it's frightening. It's it's intriguing because it proves the theories that we've been talking about, especially with our guests, um, that these systems really take off when the default systems start to fail. And so if the bank's closing, you know, the secret government meetings, you know, the inability to draw large sums of cash isn't enough. When you see these, what I'll call maybe, consumer-led systems like you know this is sort of a public system i'd say start taking off because that's where people are turning to that otherwise why else would it be performing so well people weren't trusting it more than a bank right and like i said again in the last 13 years when have we really not trusted banks like this is a very new thing within like this within the last three months sort of thing yep yeah, it was January February, March. Yeah, three months since January. Yeah.
0: All this stuff's going down. And yeah. like, you know, and those who have been paying attention, you know this you knew this was coming. You knew that we couldn't keep lending money out the way we have. We can't keep sending money to Ukraine the way that we have without something. Um oh, dude. Uh, Did you see back.
1: that with Ukraine? Oh. Uh, which one, which thing? <laughs> oh man. So the the world leaders met with Ukraine and the the general consensus was you have to surrender to Russia make a make a negotiated deal to end this. And the U.S. said, but we still want to give you money. We still want to fund it. The U.S. was apparently the only one who was like, we'll still fund it. Why? Banks are failing that you're bailing out, and the U.S. is still comfortable with sending money to Ukraine. That's a good question. That's so strange. It makes you think there are bigger cards on the table that we don't know about.
0: Yeah, it's uh, with things going on, even within our own country, um, with, you know, the the Trudeau uh, investigations. Oh, yeah. Um. So you have, so the, what I have known, what I've been learning is this week hasn't been a good one for me. Um, Because I'm starting to see what's happening with Trudeau up here and the investigations that are taking place. Right. Um, obviously, I know Jagmeet isn't on it with him. I don't trust Polio as far as I can throw him. Mm. I don't really trust any government official at this point. right? That then flip over to what's going on in the states right now Mm -hmm. where there's a threat to arrest Trump. Oh, yeah. For whatever it is. Whatever it is, you think right or wrong. The fact that our officials are getting absolutely lambasted by the law um, shows us that I think we're at a point of further civil unraveling, Mm -hmm. which really on top of the bank's failing, um, it doesn't, keeps me up at night. I'll be honest.
1: When authorities have so much time, when the DA of New York city of Manhattan has the time to proceed with charges against Trump, when there are way bigger fish to fry in Manhattan right now,
0: all the people they let out, let loose. Tells you about
1: priorities, number one. In Canada, I don't know how much there is to focus on otherwise. I mean, I think, you know, it, it, it's just kind of meh here. But, again, when there is so much pressure on the prime minister, so that's the equivalent of being the president, to have him investigated for in, in interfering with elections, I, I would... That's like the worst moral crime you can commit as a leader and a physical crime as well so it's like if the if this if the person who truly subscribes to this is the leader of my country and I am I am a citizen of this country and and I will I will align with Canadian with the Canadian values if it's broken at the top, the bottom is going to unravel yeah it has to mm-hmm. um, one thing I do want to ask you. Is your comment about Pauliev? Mm-hmm. Where did that come from?
0: It stemmed from the issue in general when he came out and uh, denounced the German polit- politician and denounced his 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 MPs mm. um, from meeting with her, mm-hmm. um, calling her racist. Whatever. Um, I didn't really get into the, the details. Right. Uh, it just felt like a play. Mm. It felt like he was trying to appease. Didn't like that. Right. And in general, I know he's, there's been some ties from back in the day where he has some connection to uh, the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. Stephen Harper had those connections. He was really close to Stephen Harper.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's times where he backs off on things a little earlier than I would like him to. Yeah. It just feels like he's playing a part.
1: Yeah. It makes you think a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Someone commented on a on a TikTok recently and it was sort of along the lines of, you know, they're all kinda like all as in the um leaders, yeah. Trudeau, Jagme, Polyev, they're all sort of the same breed of person. They chess all look and talk a little differently. Like you cannot lose sight of the fact that, that he's the leader of the opposition for a reason. He played the game the best.
0: Totally. Yeah, I think that was kind of my biggest wake up call. while I was away as people who don't know. I was in Toronto. and I spent time with family, and I was spending on time with very different parts of my family who, mm. who don't, who aren't on social media, who are a little older, yeah, uh, who just watch the news. Who some are liberal supporters, others are NDP supporters, some are conservative supporters. The thing that really kind of hit me the hardest was they had they all had one thing in common. They all hated Trudeau.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Liberal supporters hated Trudeau. And that's what has me concerned at this point where we are somehow our system continues to prop up this man. Mm. How much longer can the people handle this when clearly on paper people are voting for something far different? You had friggin O'Toole as the option against Trudeau and he won the popular vote. O'Toole. He's a jabroni. He's terrible. I know. And he almost beat Trudeau. I know. People have just had enough of this guy. Yeah. So how much longer can the Canadian populace keep up with what's going on? And that's what I think scares me just as a citizen of this country moving forward. Yeah. Where's the breaking point for people? Because I think we're getting close to it.
1: So obviously, I mean, I can't pinpoint that breaking point, but what I think I can what I'm starting to see is there is a, what I would say pool here of like all Canadians. And then in the center, there is a shrinking core of people that are holding Trudeau up. And so what I think we'll see happen first is well, what we're seeing now is people who have long supported Justin Trudeau are saying, I hate him. And th- that is number one jarring. I don't expect that dialogue from people who are long-time Trudeau supporters and it catches me off guard and I always say how did you get there like I want to know why you feel that way because I didn't expect that to come out of your mouth and it's no hate I don't care I just I'm just curious to learn how someone got to that point of hating him so then to the second point of this small core of people that's shrinking holding Trudeau up the weight of Trudeau is going to get heavier and heavier on these few uh, on these Canadians still holding him up and these are like the die. Hard, these are like the Swifties of Canadian politics, where Trudeau does no wrong. There's they see no evil in him, they see no evil in what he does. And whether or not that evil exists, of course, that's up to our interpretation. It's not none of it's documented. It's no real evil. It's just what we deem evil. Once that weight on that few that core group of people is so heavy, it's gonna come crashing down. And I think it will be the, the the societal impact will be much greater than what we're seeing right now in terms of division because these people will have lost everything that they fundamentally believe in. So you're like a lost soul for a little bit and I think
0: that's a scary place. Interesting. Yeah, I think you bring up some good points. I think the one part that kind of came up, I think it was in global news that surprised me seeing this being peddled was the liberal party entertaining the idea if they're going to have Trudeau run again. Mm. That was interesting to me.
1: Like the use of the word entertaining as if there's another option. Yeah. There's like, you were in, in your mind. Were you thinking it's a guarantee he'll run again?
0: Yeah. That's kind of how politics has always worked. Yeah. Or it's like, if you're winning, well, we'll continue going with you yes. until you don't. I've, I don't think I've seen it in my life. I could be wrong. I could be missing a time. Maybe it was Stefan Dion, I don't can remember. But there isn't a time where um the liberals or in general, any politician or any political party had a winning candidate and they decided not to move forward with them.
1: Right, to swap it for someone else. Yeah. Never seen that. It's a smart move. Because what was this what was the statement you just made about all those people you saw? They hated who? Trudeau. They didn't hate the liberals. Right. Change the face of the liberals.
0: Might be a good move. Yeah. To it to Christopher Freeland Yeah <laughs> Someone Not so much, much, much better th- Dude did you I see her Bumbling
1: worse. out in oh Hamilton my, Is that Yeah She oh, Didn't know where she was She didn't even know Why she was there She, she made some She said I <laughs> wanted to give you The spotlight of the camera
0: Yeah <laughs> She said <didn't understand> that <laughs> Give me a break Dude she's crazy Dude she's far worse Than him That's the crazy part
1: Oh She's I, uh, Like She is Corrupt She's trying to buy Shares in a company That doesn't exist Yeah Awesome. She's trying to purchase a comp. She's trying to own part of a company that's not even incorporated and is fighting the woman, telling her that you can't even do that yet. But she wants billions of dollars to go and do it.
0: That's insane. The crank. That's crazy. Yeah. That's our money. That's our money. <laughs> Seriously. And that's the thing that comes to me in general, right? When I talk about Derek Fisher uh, or Sean Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh. Not the, the squad. <laughs> the <laughs> boys. The boys. The Scotian boys. I just, like, if I see them in public, I just can't, re- I just have no respect for them.
1: I'm like, if you really believed in what was right for your people, respect is earned, not given, dog. You don't yeah. have to respect them. I have no respect for these guys. You
0: have to be, you can be, you just have to be nice to them. Yeah. But you don't have to respect them. Yeah. I just, I'm like, you keep propping up just absolute corruption.
1: Yeah. So, that there's the, there there's the, a couple scenarios that go through my head where I'm like, I, I'm I wrong? Maybe I'm perceiving it wrong. Maybe it's not corrupt and I'm wrong, which could be an option. Number two is they don't know it's corrupt and they think that it's fine. Maybe they're being tricked or convinced otherwise. Or three, they're getting something from it. Yeah, they are, there's no reason to fight the system that's rewarding them. Yep, that's that's part of the problem, right? So it's it could be any of those options. You know, I, I'll never know which one it is. We're all sort of people like you and I who talk about these things are sort of operating on our
0: own opinions at times. So who knows? Who knows is right. I just want to, I would like like to know. know. (laughs) I would like to know. But I got to see them in person. Why did you vote on Bill C11? Why did you think that was a good idea?
1: Yeah. Okay. See, so that's the unique part about seeing someone in person. like I I would love to know the answers on why they vote on things that I think are wrong. Yeah. To hear their answer. Because sometimes the answer is more telling than just them voting. Mm-hmm. Because if they, if their answer with conviction is, I want to protect Canadian. Like if it's something that I think is convincing and and, and truthful, I'd say okay. Well, that doesn't seem malicious. But the issue is every politician is going to answer like a politician. Even if you meet them on the street, they're ready. They're PR trained. Yeah. So it's like, is the answer you're getting out of a politician even the answer that you want? Is it a fulfilling answer? I don't know.
0: I Don't know. Don't know till you try. As a professor, uh, I had a prof tell me once upon a time. So I don't know till you try. Don't know till you try.
1: Yeah, man, it's interesting. It's uh, it's a tough time.
0: Yeah. So, Josh, how do you get through this? You know, how do you live on with your life? Mm. Well, this is what I do, fam. I love my loved ones. I prepare for the things the best I can. Mm. I that's why I bought that hard hardware wallet my crypto. Mm-hmm. And meal ready to eats. Yep. I got my <laughs> meal ready to eat. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared as best I can at this point. All I need is a weapon. Yeah, man. So I can start hunting. It's <laughs> That's true. That's all I need at this point. True. So hook a brother up. Anyone got some stuff? Because apparently when CBDCs get instituted, you they definitely will not let you buy guns. A firearm with that. It's never going to happen.
1: Yeah. I, I'll be honest. Like I'm, I'm thinking I just want to go back to cash. Mm. I want to see like. What how- would happen? Yeah, well I wanna see how much do I rely on digital banking? Mm. Like as a test for like my like my household sort of thing. Like how much do we as a household rely on digital banking? Like we pay all our bills through online banking, we receive direct deposit, we move money to different accounts to save to pay bills. It's like it's always our money's always in some sort of bank account. And so I wonder just like leaving a bank account for bills and drawing the rest in cash. What would that what would that do? I wonder. Well, I mean,
0: I'd be curious what happened if when the government starts banning cash. What do you then think what? Exactly.
1: So then I wonder, I think there'll be, there's two ways they could approach it. And I either way, it's going to be what I call a cash buyback. As in, you have to exchange your cash at a one-to-one ratio for CBDC before this date. Otherwise, your cash will only be exchanged at 0.5. Ooh. Or what they'll say is, You have to exchange your cash now and we'll give you 1.5 as CBDC. And if you wait until this date, you'll only get it one-to-one. They're either going to go with positive reinforcement or negative, but I think there will be a ploy to buy cash back.
0: I'd agree with that. I never thought about the strategy, but you're on to something there.
1: That's how I pick, like the gun buyback. That's how I picture it. Very similar. Yeah. Like you walk into a royal bank, you say, I'm here for a cash buyback, and they write up your little ticket and they give you like an access code to log into CRA. And it's like a gift. C- it's like buying like Fortnite V-Bucks. You log in, punch in the code, and it loads your account up.
0: Shout out the V-Bucks.
1: Yeah. That's, and I mean, that's just my assumption. That's my opinion. I don't know. Um, but it seems like if they want cash off the street, that's a pretty good way to get it off. It's like either to incentivize or to punish. I agree. Mm.
0: All I know is we are going to continue marking these t- topics, marking these shows, and when it comes, we're just dropping them as TikToks the day it happens. Dating. <laughs> say, dating. We said. <laughs> and it's not even like we're like truth tellers or anything like that or like fortune tellers. Everyone, a lot of people are talking about these things. Yeah. But their voices are minimized totally. because they're talking about these things.
1: Brother, I mean, our TikTok died. Once we started talking about pressing stuff.
0: True. It was like, it was like they flipped a switch. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. we're now, now we're here with all of y'all. We've had to be more creative in how we reach y'all. So.
1: Which is, uh, maybe that's a good thing. I personally you
0: know. like it because you get the real ones. Yeah,
1: exactly right. So maybe it's not, inherently it's not a bad thing. But, uh, I wonder if like everyone went and took out all their, their spending cash for a month, a week, whatever took it out, how quickly the Bank of Canada would go, okay, people are upset we should not do CBDC, or they're taking cash out too quickly, we need it now. Mm. I wonder which would happen. Because everyone says, prove to them that we want cash by taking doing only cash transactions. And I think that may have negative ramifications. I don't think Justin Trudeau is above punishing us.
0: Oh, that's, that's, so it's that's, like, that's, oh, you yeah. want
1: all your cash? Well, then we'll just make this happen quicker. So less cash gets taken out kind of thing. Yeah. It could happen.
0: I could see that where, say that happens, there's a a mass cash withdrawal.
1: Yeah.
0: Government's like, okay, well, now you can only take out 10% of your money in cash.
1: Right. And if you bank with TD, that very well could happen. If you're taking too much out, they could pause your ABM limits for that week, month, year, period, whatever. Which, of course, now there are limits on your debit card anyway. Those are protection limits. Those are if your card's stolen and you don't know, they can't go take all your money out or e-transfer all your money out or something, right? Yeah. But to have arbitrary limits set at a moment's notice is a very different game. So that I want to I ensure that key difference is explained where, yeah, if, if, if the CRA goes, whoa, 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 Josh, you totally took 25 grand out once a day for a week, like... Uh, we're going to stop all ABM withdrawals. No more cash for you. You can only use your debit card. That's not right. That's not fit.
0: No. Nope. But that's the punishment that we've come accustomed to since March of 2020. So,
1: Yeah. I mean, we saw it with uh, Convoy. Yep. I almost noticed They they paused. banking Everyone's banking account. So there's a button somewhere, obviously, under extreme circumstances. "Quote unquote extreme circumstances." <laughs> nice one. They will uh, invoke an act that allows them to do that, but the button is there, and clearly, they can pretty well justify anything. In my opinion, I, I don't think that the convoy was justifiable for the Emergencies Act. I don't. I it did, the, the math isn't mathing for me, but it this was the result, and I I have to live with it, even if I don't like it, but what that told me was, well, maybe they are good at this. Maybe they're, maybe maybe this was a test. Like, mm. can, can we, could we get something through this act to see, you know, what will the reaction be? And then say, okay, well, yeah, the reaction was, da, 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 da. these these people were mad, these people didn't care. So we're gonna incorporate these results into how we release a CBDC. Maybe the fact that they can pause it is not the kicker. Maybe it's the findings they got from that aftermath that are more important.
0: Yeah. Definitely possible.
1: Yeah.
0: I have a question for you. Okay. Do you have any questions for me?
1: Dude, I want to know if you were in the position right now where you had, let's say, because we were talking about this earlier, the CDIC, how it only insures up to 250 grand, and you're watching all these banks failing right now, like, What would your, like for someone out there right now, maybe who's, who's concerned, who is thinking banks are failing, you know, should I pull my money out? Is it safe to keep it in cash? Should I put it in
0: crypto? Like what, what are you doing? What, what would you do? It's a great question. Uh, There's some that we know, people that we know that have done this um, and that's, they've opened up, you know, different corporate accounts, business accounts. Right. And they've just kind of dispersed all their money. And this is people who are wealthy who've done this. There's like, you know, across 20 different bank accounts, they can kind of make sure that they stay under that $250,000 limit Mm. so make sure that all their earnings are insured. But for the regular person who may only have, maybe they have like $15,000, $10,000, $5,000 in their account, this Mm. is the time for me. I know it's a risk and it's a risk that I'm currently taking myself. Mm. Either I keep all my money in the bank and it's insured. I'll see it again. Yes. Likely in a different form
1: is oh. my belief.
0: You'll see it again. And that's why for me, I'm not personally taking that risk. So I'm either putting money into that renovation for my kitchen mm. or my bathroom. Right. So that I can keep it within the asset, which I don't know if that's good, good advice or not. But that's one of the things that I would come to mind. Mm-hmm. Or two, you just take the chance. You put it into Bitcoin. And, you know, you've been reading. You've been smart. You've been wise. You've seen what's been happening since the past three years. You know where this is going. You've been, they've told us what they're doing. Maybe you should start taking them up on it Mm. and seeing everything fail. Keep your Bitcoin in a hardware wallet. When things fail, assets rise. And then... Now you're, now you're doing pretty good for yourself. Who knows?
1: Who you said knows? a couple of things there that I think I want to touch on more. Mm-hmm. You said that your money under 250 may be protected, but you may get it back in a different form. So you're meaning that this could be a good in to say, yeah, it's gone, but we're going to replace it with CBDC. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that, of course, is not what you would want whatsoever because that's not this,
0: you're not getting the same money back, right? Exactly. Are you or not? you're not really, right? Getting the same amount back but you're not getting your autonomy back.
1: Right. Okay, fair play. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Really good point. And then you've made a very strict point in mentioning hardware wallet every time you mention cryptocurrency. For anyone who doesn't know, why is that so crucial? Because for me, who I'm not as into crypto as you, I would just go buy it on one of my apps and just hold it in the app that I bought it on.
0: Right. Yeah, I think uh, I specify hardware wallet because that's when it means that it's yours. Like You own the asset. You have the key to the, the blockchain for your money. Mm-hmm. When you kind of own it on a, an exchange, they hold it for you. So similar to what a bank is doing. You're, the bank is holding the money for you and exchange is holding the money for you. Mm. You can pull it out whenever you want, but there's times where maybe the government is going to go to that exchange saying, you're going to seize that those funds or we're going to shut you down. So exchanges are, in some cases, having to play the same games as banks do, whereas they're beholden to the government, not so much to you as a customer. Right. And so when you kind of, you're able to switch over to a hardware wallet, and now it's just on, it's spooky, don't get me wrong. We, uh, in the 21st century, don't like that. We don't like the idea of un- insecurity with our money, but it's yours. No one's going to come and digitally take it from you. Right. What they can, what, All they can do, and this happened during the convoy, was when one of the protesters who, when they were seizing funds, had a bunch of Bitcoin on a hardware wallet. All the government can do is they did what they did. They went in with the RCMP, kicked down the guy's door, and took his hard drive with the Bitcoin on it. They physically had to go to this man's house and take it from him. Bruh.
1: So, oh, wait. So when the would happen the emergency act allows Them to pause bank accounts right Does it give them the right to go into People's home and take stuff or did they have to get a search warrant For that
0: that is a great Question i don't know the specifics Of how they actually got about went about it Because they can't just take stuff right They can seize funds that they feel like are Aiding a terrorist Action That's a part of the dude
1: so they Consider that enough yeah Like little tiny ones and zeros on a usb stick is enough yeah dude that's crazy
0: so that's what i mean by when you have a hardware wallet like it is yours someone has to break into your house to be able to take it from you
1: so say you are like loading up a a, a hardware wallet and then you just drop it in like a bank safe that's like as secure you can get basically or or could the banks turn out like I don't know the rules on bank safe. Like yeah. is keeping it in your own safe better, like,
0: or offsite, like, like, it's a good question. Do you, uh, I don't. there are some, some banks that do keep yours, but yeah, uh, there I'll, I'll speak in generalities. Yeah. Uh, there are some banks that I know Like, you, ha- you just have to read the agreements you have with them when you have a safety deposit box with them. Right. Um, is it yours or is it the bank's property that those are things mm. you have to read up on yourself. Um, I know some people who do have their own safe mm. and they keep it there. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge believer in, you know, just keeping as much control of it as possible, especially in times like these. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Dude, that's
1: insane. I did not know that about the convoy. When I thought that happened, I was under the impression that they, like, he was on an exchange that the government asked them to comply.
0: Yeah. They stole Well, Yeah, they stole it. Stole it from our Yeah, they they stole it. Mm-hmm. It was six Bitcoin. <gasps> oh. Oh. Yeah, that's quite a bit of money. Ooh,
1: dude. He had like a fair chunk of, had 200 grand, over 200 grand Mm -hmm. at the time.
0: At the time, yeah, because it was worth 75,000 per. No. Canadian? Canadian. Oh, my gosh, dude. Half a mil. Easy. Just gone. 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 Because the government said so.
1: So I I think we talked about it on the show when I ran into that crypto theft stuff, like where they just kind of came in and took it. In a case like this where we're going CBDC, government involvement, like in America, Biden's firing bank exactly like taking over banks. Like in Canada, I know that to sign up for an exchange, they need my sin, I believe, right? Is that all, like can the government put pressure on these exchanges? Like will they comply?
0: They have to, yeah. At least the ones that I'm currently involved with because they do get some government help um, in case they do fail. No. Oh, yeah, there's like not all of them, but there's a couple who are right who definitely obey very strict guidelines And because of that reason yeah, they they have to turn things over immediately dude That seems like it
1: totally negates the point of of what a crypto is right like exactly
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah, things aren't safe on exchanges uh, especially, we saw what happened last year where you know we had the SBF situation happen, same bank, big oh, freed, yeah, Every, all the crypto, a bunch of crypto exchanges failed um, because of it. Like, we've been seeing obviously a trend over the past year. Um, went from crypto and now it's in banks. Just own your crap, is what I'm saying. Mm. You know, right now, we joke about it all the time. We know we subscribe to things, mm. um, you don't, you know, you don't buy your music. Uh you right. rent you rent your music. Most people don't buy their movies, they rent their movies. Mm-hmm. Some people subscribe to podcasts. They yes. don't own the podcasts. Yeah. There's many things that we've seen throughout time. Some would say that you don't own anything. Are you happy? Oh my gosh.
1: It's a beyond it being a joke dog it's kind of true like uh, if i look at like my day-to-day where it's like we we still rent i have spotify um like netflix prime like those sorts of things like everything you just mentioned is accurate in my life too um yeah what do you own like you have a, maybe most of people say they have a vehicle but if it's financed and banks go belly up and you can't pay like they will take it you don't outright own it it's like We've gotten used to subsidizing things over long periods of time as well. Mm-hmm. Even phone plans now, like yep. phone plans
0: are. It's I mean, your phone itself,
1: yeah, right, yeah. Your, you know, your your phone service, like just because you pay your bill, like, Telus could one day say no. Like, what if? Okay, so here's a question: Do you see telecommunication providers opting in for digital ID as well? In terms of, like you say, how the digital ID and digital currency will sort of connect. And if your digital ID says this, you're not allowed to spend money on this. Will that affect your telecommunications? If you're in certain areas, frequenting certain things, doing certain things, are they going to limit what you can do to communicate to the outside world?
0: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's a big part of it. You know, how much the government would love, huffle up that power during the convoy, mm. all the press that was getting out. Of course they would. Wasn't there an issue with Rogers during that? Didn't one of them? I don't know if it was during the convoy I remember the whole Rogers shutdown thing. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the timing of that again. That was sometime last year. Yeah. But yeah, it's right. the stuff happens where like we have very limited tele- telecommunications in this country. One fails that that affects a lot of things. We saw it with the Rogers situation. where just a well, third of the country. Just blackout. Can't pay for anything. Can't yeah. buy anything. You know uh, I have one friend of mine Who's You know He's doing pretty well With his business He's a business guy Through and through Mm. But like literally Before you get through Any pleasantries When you talk to him his first thing is Do you have any runway? Like what do you mean? He's like Do you have cash on hand? So Say that Communication is just Cut out At least you can Trade something For goods
1: So you mean Like physical again Like $20 bills In your wallet That's what
0: he was referring to Yeah I was like I was like, that's when we had the talk. I'm like, is it even going to be worth anything if I did have any runway? You know? And what did he say? He's like, you know, he was mainly referring to, he's like, if banks fail, don't know, Can not tell you. But I'm talking about if a telecommunications failure happens. Right. What are you going to do? Right. I was like, that's a good point.
1: That is a good point. Mm-hmm.
0: So do you, are you a cash carrier? I do have some cash in case of that situation. Happened. You do? Enough to like buy. You know, groceries and stuff, yeah.
1: Right, the important things. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good idea, actually.
0: Can't hurt. It gets to the... If it's going to be worthless anyways, well, well whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah, at least you don't have too much out. At least you got some toilet paper. Yeah, I suppose, yeah before that's all bought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, so um, you see these things now where, um, I guess you, I don't know if you would call it hoarding, but there's this, I would say on th- throughout the pandemic, there's this hoarding mentality and so now I'm wondering, like, is that going to start applying to cash? Like, are people now so nervous? Are they going to start pulling cash but not spend it? And what sort, like, what does that react, like, what does that action have on the economy by keeping cash and not spending it? Like, that's that's pretty no bueno, right? Like, when there's there's money and it's not it's not moving around.
0: Yeah, they don't like that. Yeah, they don't like that. No. Right, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's when the uh, that's when the yeah the tightening happens and. Yeah. You know, right. There's we we print all this money but it's not exchanging hands. What do we do? Right. Yeah, that's when things stall out and that's never that's never fun. So
1: this this fractional like the the, the banking system with which Canada relies on really relies on trading. Mm-hmm. That's what's keeping it afloat. Is money is always moving, so that's why we can print more. More people need more money. Yeah. That's the only right as far as I know that's the only thing that's really keeping us afloat. 100%. That's such a fragile system, dude.
0: Yeah. And they're doing whatever they can to break it, it seems. So we're on, we're on the precipice of something. And, uh, But, yeah, I know it's a bit of a hard left turn. Unless you have another question. No, do it. Hard left turn just to have some positivity to end off on. Of course. You brought this up here in Nova Scotia. Cool things are happening. Dude, I was just
1: going to talk about that, about the money. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Go we're it. on the yeah. same wavelength. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I
1: sent it to you before the show. Just on, before my way here, I think. Uh, it's huge. Uh, well. I'd say it's huge. I, I think comparatively to really what's going on currently for healthcare, care, um, which is Tim Houston announced, I believe, $10,000 per nurse who will sign on to a two-year agreement, 10K again if they'll re-sign again. And any nurse who left Nova Scotia has until the 31st. So they have 11 days to take that offer up and they can get the money. And he's also trying to find money for EMTs. That's not approved yet, though. But he's also trying to help out EMTs and, um, you know, like admin staff and you know the other people that help make healthcare go. So, you had some interesting points out there about the this being a one pillar of fixing healthcare. Can you shed some light on what that, what those other pillars could be?
0: Totally. I think, yeah, as you said, one one pillar is financial. Uh, another pillar, and again, I'm not going to take credit for this. Uh, this was something that was shared to me uh, by Reg, mm. uh, which I thought was really interesting feedback from his perspective. Um, but over the years, from you know talking to people who are in the medical field, uh, specifically in the hospitals, uh, back in like 80s, 90s, like it was just a common courtesy that you just had these appreciation days, or you had these like great, awesome, like end of year Christmas mm. gatherings, dinners, banquets. Uh, but over time, as kind of things started you know shriveling up economically um you had nova scotia uh health yeah yeah head of Nova good. Scotia health at the time would come in be like well we're wasting money on banquets this is stupid cut and so it then it then became okay well you get like a staff lunch you know a pizza yeah once a year type of thing <laughs> back in the day you'd get a staff lunch every week or at least you get you get one staff lunch back in the day and then that got cut to okay you get you get some pudding once a year type of thing. You know, like. Here's some beans. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for working in the hospital. Yeah. Which we all know, like, we we talk about it. Well, say, well they're getting paid. Get over it. It was like, well, are you, you're getting paid. That's awesome. But wouldn't it mean a little bit more if you got a little something just to recognize the hard work you're putting in? Right. That's kind of what's happening. So right now is things got cut so much is that it just killed all morale in the hospital system. So, yeah, it's great. You're getting paid. But. Your workplace sucks. Yeah. How many people have gotten paid? I've I know people that were getting paid ridiculous money, and they left the job because the workplace was awful. Money's not everything. Yeah. So yes, awesome that we're dealing with the financial stipulations of it, but it's also going to be a couple prong approach where they need to figure out ways to kind of reestablish that morale. Yeah. Get people being happy to be nurses, being happy to be doctors, uh, yeah. being okay with working in this in this health system, and I think that's kind of where. You know, director of culture comes in. <laughs> it's know. true though. But it's a, you know, it, it is a pretty important role. Uh, tech gets made fun of it for it all the time, but it is an important role. So
1: it's funny. You say yeah, tech gets made fun of it for, but a lot of these tech companies have great retention rates as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, yeah, man, uh, these people are saving lives. Right. So I, feel like these bosses are using the guilt of like, if you quit, you're, you're going to kill people kind of thing. Like if you, if we lose all our nurses, people will die. So, like, kind of keep them trapped, like, in a way where it's like, this is just the way that we go to work. It's their job, too. Like, they should like where they work.
0: Totally. You I know? mean, we're seeing it right now. There's two, two ways you kind of keep someone employed, right? You give them the carrot or you give them a stick. Mm. You know, right now in tech, there's some scenarios where there's some companies who are running out of money right now. Yeah. And they have some really high-performing employees. Mm-hmm. And some uh, some scenarios I've heard of that's been happening, where the employee's performing well, but they'll kind of gaslight the employee and saying, ah, "There's just we need a little bit more from you," you know, and like, and then kind of threaten to fire them. And then what happens is like, okay, then uh, they you know they know the economy's bad, they're stressed about their job, then they'll work ten times harder, out of stress out of their job, but like they're doing great in the first place. But the government company kind of framed it in such a way. But they're not doing well enough. So we can justify only paying you what we're paying you. And then we're getting more work out of you because now you're worried about your job. Like because the economy is so bad, there's some tech companies out there that are now doing this. Bro, that's evil. It's not a nice thing. <laughs> that's man. not nice. It's not at all. So, yeah. So if that stu- stuff happens, obviously in the healthcare system or things like it, it's not a great system. Obviously we have a government right now who's, you know, vowed to try and make things better. They've been making some good moves, from what I can see. Yeah, but you know, we've said it a ton, ton of times. Like, it's not going to happen over one administration, over you know, one term. It's going to be it's going to be work that needs to be continued along after the Houston government's in power, oh. and uh, there's things that need to be resolved. So,
1: he used that stupid word. I'm going to fix healthcare. Yeah, that was his fault. That was dumb. Bad mistake. Bad mistake, dude. Because the comments on. This post like about th- these new benefits for nurses was like, yeah, this is great. But there's still all these buts and like, you know, they could have made that tax free. So it's like, yeah, here's 10K, but you're going to see seven of it. Right. You know, so it's like you're, you only really got seven, you know, so th- could you could have maybe done more, maybe give them the full 10K or, you know, there's always more they could do. But like you said, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. It's something. Something a little better than yesterday.
0: Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I'm happy that there's something's going on.
1: Yeah, man. man. We need it. I mean, we rely on it. Like it's healthcare. Yeah. So it needs to be fixed. <laughs> yeah. That, like there's no option. Um, we've talked about private healthcare, but I don't think that's going to happen. So this this system needs to be fixed.
0: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Wow. Yeah, man. Dang good show, bro. What a show, man! It was a pleasure to be back. I'm like, uh, it was. It felt good. It felt felt nice. Mm. It felt comfortable. Not,
1: dude, you didn't. Even, I thought when I saw you in the weekend, you wanted to talk about the airlines, dog.
0: Oh, dude, you said you were saving it for the show. Oh, you're right. My bad. I forgot about that. We were on. We were on a good vibe when we started the show. Yeah, I mean, you didn't want to start with. We'll end with the airline. It was yes. you do not want to. It wasn't like, that deep, dude. I was. I mean, it is. It wasn't that deep, but it still annoyed me. Bro. It was that deep to you. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Airlines, man. Yeah. So I Yeah, as I said, I flew out to Toronto this past week. And uh, flying there was a little rough. It wasn't bad for me. Yeah. It was bad for other people on my flight. But ah. for me, it was okay. I mean, we got our flight got delayed like an hour and a half. Getting out of Halifax to Toronto was fine. This is who I felt bad for. We landed in Toronto an hour and a half after. And we landed at like 1 a.m. Toronto time at this point. Oh. It was a little late. No. And uh, the flight attendant gets on the intercom. He's like, hey, uh, thank you so much for you landed in Toronto. If you are flying to Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, sorry, your connections are gone. You are gonna have to find some housing tonight. But if you are flying to Regina, Winnipeg, or Burnaby, your flights are still here. So, good luck, get them. I was just like, gee, I ended up finding them later talking to other people on my flight. One uh, one woman I was sitting next to, she was flying from Halifax. Or sorry, she was flying from Newfoundland back to Vancouver. She got to Halifax. She was supposed to leave that morning. They canceled her flight that morning. And then she had to take this flight that was delayed. Then she missed her connection to get back out west. I was like, I felt so bad for this lady. Wait, her flight got canceled in the
1: morning in Halifax? Yeah. And then she left at midnight? Yeah. Like, what a joke, (laughs)
0: Like, yeah, we have another flight for you. Where do you stay that long?
1: You just walk around the airport? Like you're in Enfield. Yeah, where, where are you going? Where are you going? Go? Four points. Oh, dude, what a shame.
0: Yeah, it was pretty rough. So I was like, so obviously I was like not happy because I wanted to get in a little early, earlier than I did. Mm. But I saw what was happening around me. I was like, I feel for them. On my way back, though, <laughs> I had some problems. So Porter Airlines used to be the the homies, used to be the people's airline. Well. You live long enough, you become the villain. <laughs> True, <laughs> and that's what's happened with freaking Porter, man. I flew back; they were getting too big for their britches. Obviously, they, on, they used to only fly out of the island airport in Toronto. Now they've started expand; they've expanded to Pearson Airport. Is that where you fly? Flew into? Sorry, flew out of. Flew out of oh, Pearson.
1: Oh, I thought it was Porter. only Billy Bishop.
0: Uh, yeah yeah, that, that changed just recently.
1: Oh, they're grown up.
0: They are growing up oh. so grown up that they started inter, interjecting. Some new class fares, oh, so like the a, big boys, yeah, like they, the big boys, they still use the same old airplanes, but <laughs> they got the big boys going here. So, what happens is they still obviously They have the little carousel thing out front when you're trying to board or so, not board, uh, when you're kind of checking in to make sure your suitcase fits. Oh, into it. yeah, so, yeah, like, can your suitcase fit in that? And Kel's like trying to jam the freaking thing in, there's like, yeah, it's not gonna fit. I was like, yeah, whatever. There's like, well, we have to charge you anyways for the carry on. And I was like, Sorry. Say what? <laughs> it's I I think you misheard me. I'm just saying, we're not putting it underneath the plane. We're carrying it on with us. There's like, no, yeah, we heard you correctly. We're charging you for the carry on. I was like, Since when? There's like, Well, you paid for the basic fare, so now you don't get an e ticket and you gotta pay for your carry on. I was like, What's the other fare? Well, it was fifty dollars more. But is was our business class. And then you get an e-ticket with it and you get a free carry-on. And I was like, Josh. What? No. What's happening over here? So I, I was like, okay, well, that's annoying. So how much is my carry-on? And I was like, oh, that would be $75. No. Okay, exaggerated. It's 57, but 75 sounds better. Still. Still. It's still more than upgrading to business. I was like, bro, what are you doing out here? So I had a carry-on. Kelsey had a carry-on. It cost us like 115 bucks.
1: And they had to print your ticket.
0: And they had to print my ticket like a like a bum. It did the little slip. Everyone Running knew, around. Everyone knew in the airport. Oh, he's poor. Yeah. He got a he got a printed ticket. Yeah. That's how I was like, gee. There you go. Oh man, that's what you get. Yeah. So, anyways, we get in through security. At the same time, there was a little bit of livid levity. Levity. A levity to the situation. Mm. There's people around us who are leaving their loved ones and they're bawling their eyes up. There's this one girl who was leaving her mom, it seemed, and she was just crying through the security. I was like, I feel so bad for this lady. At least I'm not in that situation. At least I'm but with moving. the ones I love. But <laughs> like, get out of the way. Put your belt off. You're setting off the metal detectors. Get out of my way, lady. But... They, they took her hummus. This poor girl's crying, taking her hummus. They stole her hummus from her. I was like, Yeah, because that's going to take down a plane. Dude, they're on such power trips, dog. The rules are crazy. It's <laughs> nuts. I
1: was like, It's because the cafeteria upstairs wants to make a million dollars off selling you like a sandwich. Yeah. That's
0: why. <laughs> exactly. They work it. for the food companies upstairs. Boom. Conspiracy theory. Yeah. That's one I'm here for. Yeah. So, anyways, we get through and. I was like, hey, you're at gate B3. And I was like, okay. So I start walking. I was like, okay, well, arrow that way. All right. B3 is this way. Okay, cool. Go down to B3. Oh, now you go down the stairs. these B3. Oh, you were like, in the depth. Dude. Were you by the booster juice in that weird restaurant? No. Oh. Further. I go down these stairs. I take a little catwalk for a while. Yeah. Up some stairs. Yeah. Keep walking. Up some more stairs. Bro. From secure, I I timed this. From security to my gate. It was a 13 minute walk.
1: Dude, I know where you were because that's where Flair Airlines put me and my granddad and my dad.
0: Dude, unreal time, wasn't it?
1: All, only the Halifax flights go to there, like all the Atlantic f- and discount carriers.
0: I have four, the, the Forgotten City out here. Yeah, the Forgotten City on the cheap,
1: the, the broke planes. <laughs> <laughs> the brokies out here. Dude, so they charged you. 57 bucks. Do they charge you for your ticket too? No, no, you you don't get to put it on your phone. Yeah, isn't it cheaper to not print a ticket? Yeah, apparently. Wait, that makes no sense. That's crazy.
0: It's cranked. Anyways, you get on the flight. Obviously, it's a super tight flight, but it was Mm -hmm. the worst flight I've been on, dude. We get on it's again, we our flight took off at 11 o'clock Eastern time PM.
1: Dude i am never traveling with you you pick crazy times
0: Dude I'm a wild boy What the heck I like 7am flights it was, it was Kelsey's fault man oh, dude, I'm telling <laughs> March, you March, March, <laughs> March break happened And we had to get back By specific times Whatever <laughs> So anyways You get on this flight right Obviously People film for Porter It's a very tight aircraft yeah. And you sit yeah. in the chair And it felt like I was sitting on a steel plate There was no cushion <laughs> whatsoever It was rough yeah. And then we take off and they turn off the lights I was like, hey, man, I start falling asleep. We get stabilized in the air. Jokes, lights are on, boys. And they kept the lights on the whole flight. And then to boot, the one thing that Porter has. Mm -hmm. Beautiful glassware to put your beer in. Mm, That steam
1: whistle, that cold steam whistle beer. We love that.
0: And they said, no, we got eco cups for you. (laughs) the hotel coffee cup it's <laughs> exactly what it looked like i was like bro what's going on we were i guess i'm i'm telling on myself at this point we were three rows in the back at this point they come back with the food and kelsey has this thing she loves to have the offer the chips or the cookies yeah she always puts her like pretty blues on i was like can i have both sir right and there's like yeah we got you they come by three roasts in the back
1: so they're like done at this point. They're
0: done at this point. Chips or cookies? She's like, Can I have both, sir? And there's like We'll come back to you. We'll see what these others are saying. I'm like, bro, there's a plethora of cookies in this tray. There's only six people left behind us. What are you talking about? And she's like, We'll come back. Five minutes later, do they come back? No,
1: they're stumping that tray right up to they the go, front they're, they're
0: collecting all the trash getting things. I was like she was she was so cheesed She was right. So and it was I, I was hot on this aircraft and this girl we had hit so much turbulence This girl's clinging on me for dear life. And I was like lady Your body is hot and I mean temperature wise Attractively, yeah, you are. But right now, your body is fuming. Right now, and get off me. <laughs> I'm done. I was, there was so much going on in this flight. I just I couldn't be happier to
1: land. And those little stupid air conditioner pipes they give you oh. do nothing.
0: They do nothing. They do but nothing. I, I also refuse to turn those on. Really? Because I I know it's recycled there. You're just piping everyone's bacteria into your face. Man. Oh, I know. So I'm just like I'm just like I'll suffer sweating bullets. Oh. But yeah, that's my story of the airlines. Dude, glad you're back, man It's over It's over, it's over. We're driving next time Yeah <laughs> Just like Trudeau intended
1: Dude, we literally said that out there It's like, it's what they want Dude, they do They do So that way they can fly their private jets And mm-hmm. destroy the earth Oh, exactly and it's us on commercial flights That are tearing it down, man yes. Are you making a
0: call? Dude, of course What's going on? Hey Hey, you're on the show You want to talk about something? Uh, no I just called you hot on air Are you okay with that? Why? Because you were physically on fire while we were on the plane. And I was boiling with you literally hugging me. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. Is this awkward for you? Yeah. Good. I'm glad. So are the thousands and thousands of people listening to the show. So we love you. They get to hear your right. voice. I love you, too. All right. Mwah, bye-bye. <laughs> Bro, you just did her so dirty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what you get for being married to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get for boiling on the flame. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's my payback. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, and then yeah, don't get me started in the Irish pub in the, the friggin' airport. That was rough. Too. Irish pub. that well, we have to get started on. I that. just was, I was just trying to get a drink. Halifax Airport or Toronto Pearson? Okay, stop this pub. Cause we knew we were there a little early. Uh
1: huh.
0: Literally, waitress comes. We were there for an hour and a half, dude. Mm-hmm. We just came once. Gave me one drink. Mm-hmm. I was like, bro, I was gonna order two. Never came like once. Like I'm flying, I'm not driving. Literally. Seriously, when she came back, I was like, she totaled the bill. We spent fifteen dollars at an airport bar. And I was like, Do you know what I did? I said, No tip. And it's gonna say fifteen dollars. <laughs> That's crazy. I never saw you the whole night. You just kinda dodged us. I was
1: like bro. Like isn't the point of a bar to feed them liquor? Yeah, like just like, until they can no longer drink, keep selling them drinks. That's literally that's a bar. That's literally <laughs> the, the business strategy. So uh, it was it was a crazy time, dude. I th- don't know what restaurant it was, but we were in Pearson. We went into what I think was an Irish bar. It was near Booster Juice. I remember that. Yeah. And we went in and we were like, "Yeah, like are you guys doing breakfast?" And they said, "Yeah, sit down." We sat down. They were like, "Ah, uh, you guys actually can only order drinks. The kitchen's on fire." Bruh, the whole kitchen caught on fire. You could see the smoke pouring out. You know where the tickets are, where they, like, hang the tickets in the plates? It was, like, black smoke <laughs> falling out in the middle of the airport. No. And I was like, uh, I don't want beer for breakfast, yeah. so I'll just go to Booster Juice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get that kale smoothie. Yeah, I was like, okay. Gee. The airports are a mess, man. Yeah. They want us to drive.
1: They do. So what are we supposed to do?
0: About drive. Get your CBDC and start driving.
1: Yeah, I man. We're going to soon buy electric vehicles with CBDC loans what are oh Woo! what is it loan now it's like more like what is it now yeah that's a good question
0: jeez what's that what's gonna happen i don't know the tax credit. we, we let to go another hour at this point, dude we just keep talking about random stuff dude I, we haven't done an off the dome episode in forever dude and we uh, we came in hot this episode we'll
1: we don't know everything
0: you really did and i would go along with you but i gotta get to bed fair play dog <laughs> Be honest, I don't know how I have so much energy, but dude, yeah, you're on fire tonight, dog. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, dude, I love you, man. Thanks, well, bro. Thanks for coming, Philip. Appreciate you having here. Yeah, I've just been here listening all day. It's been <laughs> <laughs> he's been thinking more about this AI, dude. That
1: was a good episode, good, too, though. Good episode, y'all. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I
0: mean, we even got into some stuff about like fake news and whatnot. We didn't cover it, but we thought it was funny if we could get your topic on it of getting AI to. Catch fake news Oh yeah no chance Oh you don't think No No way huh? AI itself is fake news <laughs> Oh my gosh Straight <laughs> Oh we saw We saw this happen With ChatGPT Yeah out a, okay. a left leaning bias okay, And all this That is fair Can't At ask. this time Yeah That's fair
1: play Anyways Good stuff that's good.
0: That was good Good question. episode man Dang up episode man So whatever it is you're doing Whether you be flying to Toronto Oh Or exchanging your Cash for CBDC Oh Or buying Bitcoin Oh, whatever it is you're doing Wherever you are We love you We're out Vote Trudeau out